Hello world. Welcome back to my one-person podcast, The Bible Abridged. Today's episode is brought to you by CaliforniaSober.nyc. So check it out. That's all I got to say about that. So when we left off, God had just mercilessly slaughtered every firstborn son in Egypt with the exception of the Hebrews who slaughtered a lamb, spread its blood all over their door frames, cooked the lamb over the fire with bitter herbs, roasted leftovers in the fire, ate bread with no yeast, and tucked their robes into their belts, among other things. Exodus 12 continued. Well, in the middle of the night, Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Get the fuck out of my country. Go. Out. In the wilderness with you and do your weird rituals. Take all your flock and your cows and whatever and just fucking go. Make sure you give me my blessings. Aaron and Moses didn't give Pharaoh any sort of blessings, from what I can tell. Well, all the Egyptians were begging the Hebrews to leave their country because they were worried that more horrible things were going to happen, and I can understand why. So the Hebrews made sure they took full advantage of this, and they demanded a bunch of gold and silver and fancy clothing. And then God decided to keep on fucking with the very concept of free will and made all the Egyptians love the Hebrews so much, so the Hebrews dropped them blind. Well, the Hebrews walked from Ramses, the town named after the Pharaoh who lived right around this time and somehow had this town named after him since Joseph was alive over 400 years earlier, all the way to Sukkoth, which according to my Googling and a site called Church of Jesus Christ is about a 50-mile walk. There were about 600,000 men and an even larger number of women and children who they didn't count because they couldn't be bothered. On the journey, they baked unleavened bread and it says here that the bread was unleavened because they didn't have time to put any yeast in it. Completely forgetting that God himself had told them not to put any yeast in it. Or even have any yeast in the fucking houses. Either way, after 430 years of living in Egypt, and an undisclosed amount at that time being slaves, the Hebrews were finally making their exodus. Well, God then came down and decided that now was a perfect time to give Moses more restrictions for Passover dinner. No foreigner can eat it. Any slave you have, yes, you heard me right, as you're being freed from slavery, and you know how terrible it is, now you can do that to someone else. But they can't eat Passover with you unless you carve up their dick. And only slaves with carved up dicks, no temporary servant or some guy you hired to fix your roof or fuck your wife can have it. It must be eaten inside the house. Don't take any of the meat outside. Don't break any bones on the lamb, but also on yourself. Every single person in Israel has to celebrate. If there's a foreigner who wants to join because he lives with us and wants to partake in our culture, make sure every guy in his family carves up their dicks first. And with that, Moses led them out of Egypt. Exodus 13. Well, God told Moses to consecrate every firstborn male, human or animal. I assume this is involving more dick carving. But apparently God was trying to make all these people and animals notably special in his own eyes. Well, anyways, Moses made a big speech. Don't forget this day. The day you all got to stop being slaves because God tortured the Egyptians way longer than he probably needed to and then killed a shitload of them. Every year around this day, we're going to have a celebration and do all the stuff we did again. And during these celebrations, I don't want to see any fucking yeast fucking anywhere. Not a goddamn speck of yeast within our borders. Because God is so powerful and he fucked those Egyptians right up. And then we robbed them. So do this every year, like I said before. 
Also, as soon as you arrive in the new land, which is also our old land, you have to kill animals all the time to keep God happy. When your son says, why are we doing this? You can tell them, because our God heroically murdered a bunch of children. So now we kill animals to thank him for not killing you. Moses, thinking quickly at some point, went and dug up the remains of Joseph and just lugged his bones around because of a promise Joseph made the Hebrews make to him or something. Anyways, God was leading them by turning himself into a pillar of cloud or a pillar of fire, depending on whether it was day or night. Exodus 14. Well, God decided to fuck with free will yet again, and this time, after leading the Hebrews to the shores of the Red Sea as a big old cloud and or fire, he decided to go jump back into the Pharaoh's brain and make him and all of his officials say, why the hell did we let those Hebrews go? Now we've got no one to do all work for us. They all had apparently forgotten that their entire country was in ruin and a good chunk of them had just been murdered by God. That's what happens when God comes and fucks into their mind, though. Why did God do this, by the way? Because he wanted to kill Pharaoh's army so all the Egyptians would know that he was super powerful God number one. Well, his plan worked, and Pharaoh loaded up his 600 best chariots, as well as a bunch of other chariots, too, and also his army. I don't know who the fuck was pulling these chariots because God had killed all the animals. Oh, but it was horses. They had horses pulling the chariots. And, of course, he had a shitload of foot soldiers, too. With the Hebrews trapped between a huge army and a large body of water, they started to freak out. One of them even said, very cleverly, Oh, were there no more graves available in Egypt? Is that where you brought us out here to die? And some other stuff about how they didn't necessarily want to be freed in the first place, how they'd rather be slaves than dead. Moses told them all to shut the hell up and stand perfectly still. And then God told Moses not to have them stand perfectly still, but instead to march themselves right into the fucking Red Sea, which I'm sure made most of them assume Moses had officially lost his mind. But what do you do in this situation? Well, luckily, God had a plan. A plan to let the Pharaoh and all of his soldiers and citizens know that he was so tough and cool. The angel that wasn't mentioned before now moved along with the cloud they'd been following in between the Hebrews and Egyptians. Then Moses reached his hand over the water and the wind blew the exact strength to not knock anyone over or blow anyone away. It was strong enough to create a pathway through the fucking Red Sea, which is about 200 miles wide and 1,500 feet deep, which is deeper than the goddamn Sears Tower or Willis Tower or whatever it's called now. Oh, and it blew so hard that the fucking sea floor was dry. They say there was a fucking wall of water on each side of them. Apparently a 500 meter tall wall of water. Which sounds pretty fucking awesome, but also terrifying. And the Egyptians saw no reason why they shouldn't go in and trust this giant wall of water. And the angel that had been holding them back didn't really seem too eager to stop them. So they pursued. Well, God made it hard for their chariots to operate on the seafloor, albeit dry somehow. So they started freaking out. One of them said, Oh man, that God named God is fighting us. We need to get out of here. Which is all God wanted in the first place, right? No. God told Moses, Stretch your hand back out over the sea. It'll be awesome. Just do it. Moses did exactly that. And all the Egyptians who were trying to flee, well, let's just say that about 500 meters of water came down and straight up murdered every single one of them. All the Hebrews made it out of the sea, dry as a bone, and all the Egyptians were fucking dead, and their corpses were washing up on floor. 
This made the Hebrews decide they should trust Moses to lead them, after they'd already been doing that. And that's the story of the Exodus. So tune in next week for more wacky adventures out in the desert with Moses, the Hebrews, and that lovable psychopath, God.